Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Hello, friends, and welcome to Praying for America. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. So great to be with you. I was at Mar-a-Lago the last several days. Uh, President Trump gave a great speech at... uh, the America First Policy uh, Gala on, um, on uh, what was it, uh, Saturday night. <clears throat> we had a great, uh, uh, Friday night rather, and we had a great uh, series of meetings on um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The America First Policy Institute, and I, I've mentioned it to you before, and I ask you to be connected with it, AmericaFirstPolicy.com, consists of uh, the team that worked with, under President Trump in uh, his uh, pr- term as president and brought about so many historic accomplishments for the good of America. This team uh, did not disperse after uh, the president left the White House, but continued working, is continuing to work on policy, uh, on uh, legislative priorities, on executive orders, uh, so that in a second President Trump term, they can hit the ground running and on day one begin governing and. Uh, and bring this country to greater heights than it's ever been before. So the meetings uh, revolved around various uh, policy items. I, of course, am very involved in the in the matters related to pro-life uh, policy and dealing with the abortion issue. I was there together with uh, my friend and colleague, Alvita King, who's been part of our ministry here at Priest for Life. She worked with us full-time for 16 years uh, in my ministry and still is one of our board members and active uh, associates. So we were together, together with many, many other people whose names and faces you would know. So I just wanted to start by by saying the team is strong and work is being done right now so that come January of 2025, that uh, path for American greatness will be uh, not just uh, a vision, but will day by day, hour by hour become a reality for all of us. So it is the week of the Thanksgiving holiday, and I want to wish you the very best holiday. Uh, We're going to uh, have our program tonight and then again tomorrow night, but then we'll take a little break for the days of Thanksgiving, the day before, the day after, and uh, join you again uh, a week from tonight uh, on um, uh, the conclusion of the the Thanksgiving weekend. Let's begin in the Word of God here. I want, to, I want to give you a little bit tonight from Mark Levin's book uh, and actually present to you once again one of the past the commentaries I did on it that you may have missed uh, because it's about one of the most important topics he hits on in that book, The Democrat Party Hates America, the book about the war, the chapter about the war on the nuclear family. And so I want to go to a scripture that talks about the family in the light of Christ and the church. Husbands should love their wives, Ephesians 5.28 says, as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. 
For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Christ marries the church. The church is the bride of Christ. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you are our spouse. And in this union of you with your body, the church, with your spouse, the church, we find the ultimate source of fidelity. Because you, Lord Jesus, cannot betray your church, and the church as a body cannot betray you. We as individuals betray you, and for that we ask forgiveness and reconciliation. But the whole of your body cannot be separated from you, the head. We thank you, Lord, for that foundation of faithfulness. And may it inspire our faithfulness to our own calling in life. And if we are married, faithfulness to our spouse, as that marriage represents, Lord Jesus, the marriage of you and your church. That marriage furthermore leads to life. Lord Jesus, just as the marriage between you and the church brings forth eternal life in countless people who day by day hear the word of God and believe it, and so enter in by faith and baptism to the kingdom. So Lord God, we pray for the preservation of the family, that every marriage between one man and one woman may be marked not only by that fidelity, but by that fruitfulness. Because you yourself, Lord God, have created the family. You yourself have created marriage. You yourself have created fruitfulness. You have called us to be generous in welcoming life and giving life, to be fertile and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Lord God, may this gift continue to flourish on the earth. And may government, and particularly may we in America, through our governance of ourselves, pass and secure laws and policies that will protect and promote marriage, life, family, as you yourself have established them. We pray to you who are Lord and who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Everything I just said, <clears throat> the Democrat Party hates. It hates America, hates marriage, hates human life, especially the unborn, hates the family. It's a party of death. It's a party of destruction. It's a party of godlessness. This is why with every ounce of our strength, we have to vote these people out of power in the 2024 elections. Now, I've been going through Mark Levin's book with you, The Democrat Party Hates America. I hope you have your copy by now and are reading through it with us. I've started my comments on the book by focusing in on the chapter that talks about the war on the nuclear family. And now I'd like to represent to you a little bit of commentary on that section of the book that I did in a previous program, either in case you missed it or for the sake of reviewing it again because it's well worth repeating, reflecting on again, and passing along to others. So here is uh, that particular commentary, and then we'll come back with some additional time of prayer. 
We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. So this book we've been looking at in some detail is a lot more to cover here. And I I jumped to the chapter, the chapter six, the war on the nuclear family, partially because it's the first chapter of the book I read because it deals so directly with my work on the whole question of abortion. But there's a lot of interrelated issues here. And I want to continue pointing out some of the things Mark Levin points out in this great book. So the premise here is that the Democrat Party who hates America hates the nuclear family. And part of, and you really, when you think about it as they want to consolidate and keep and hold on to more and more power, a threat to the power of any autocratic regime is the nuclear family, because that's a, that's a power center in and of itself on the most basic level of society. In fact, the, 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 in the, in the teaching of the uh, Catholic church, you know, we always say that the family is the basic cell of society. So if you want to take over that whole body, in every one of its cells, you know, the family becomes a, uh, a threat because then there's the authority of the parents over the children and they're training up those children in the ways of the Lord. And it's like the way a child gets trained and schooled and learns, you know, if those parents have control over the education of that child, now you're raising up people who might not buy into or who might see through the narrative that the autocratic state with its, with its state-run media is going to try to impose on everybody else and squelching the free speech and uh, freedom of thought that goes with it, as guaranteed by the Bill of Rights in the Constitution, uh, is is uh, is not going to be is not is not going to be protected. So the family, in, in a nutshell, is a threat to these people. So they do everything possible to destroy it. They do everything possible to confuse young people. One of the Easiest ways to confuse them is to tamper with their sexuality, their gender, and that's why we see they don't want parents to have even a say in the gender identity of their own children. So one of the things um, these Democrats say is that these kids don't belong to their parents. They belong to all of us, and and that's a bunch of garbage. Uh, And then we have some specific legislation. The Republican-controlled House that we currently have, tried to stop the Biden administration from destroying women's sports. I was just at a gala uh, banquet the other night in in Orlando at which I gave the uh, invocation, and um, one of the guest speakers there was uh, a young lady who uh, had to compete in her her sports, on her sports team against uh, a man who was declaring himself to be a woman. And we've all seen the examples of this left and right. And President Trump brings up these examples in his uh, speeches, et cetera. So the House passed a bill called the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. Did you hear about this? And it would amend Title IX to prevent men from competing against women in school sports. So here's the, here's the crux of the thing I want to bring across. The common sense bill. It's amazing that we would have even had to be talking about this. The other night we were, some people at the table, as this young lady was speaking, we were saying, could you have imagined if 10, 10 years ago we, we said to each other that this was the topic we were going to be hearing about at, 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 uh, at, at this banquet, we would, have, we would have scratched our heads and say, you're crazy. But here's the point I want to make, and Mark makes, not one, not one Democrat, voted in favor of this measure. 
Where do these people come from? What is this party all about? What really is this party? You know, when people say, oh, well, no, they just disagree with us on certain things, but, you know, they have our best interests at heart. And it, no, this is not, it's not just a different way of getting to the same goal. It's a different goal. It used to be that our political difference is, well, we all love America. We all want the best thing for the people and people just have different ways of how to get there. It isn't that anymore. It's not people with different ways, uh, different ideas about how to get to the same goal. This is a different goal. They don't want the family. They want to destroy the family. They don't want America. They want to destroy America. Women's sport. They can't vote for a bill. The common sense of this, that you're going to prevent men from competing against women in school sports and not a single elected Democrat in the House of Representatives votes in favor of that? Not a single one? Challenge them. If your representative is Democrat, for goodness sake, have they heard from you about this? What is wrong with you? And of course, the bill's going nowhere in the Senate because it's controlled by that same party that hates the, hates the, hates the, uh, the family and hates common sense and hates America. And guess what? Biden said he would do if this bill ever made it through the Congress and got on his desk. Well, you guessed it. He said he would veto it. Meanwhile, 55% of Americans are opposed. Should be higher. But 55% are opposed, according to a Washington Post poll recently, to having transgender female athletes, that is men, compete with women and girls in school sports, 55%. Uh, now, Title IX is the part of the federal code that outlaws um, sex discrimination. Okay, outlaw sex discrimination. That doesn't say anything about gender or gender identity, but the Biden administration wants to define sex according to a, a, a definition that would include those prerogatives and would therefore make it okay, would justify for them, denying the rights of parents to have their children opt out of this gender indoctrination in the schools. You see what the, what 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 it what it tr quickly translates into is if there's no sex discrimination, therefore no gender discrimination. Not only do you have the rights of parents now to opt out their children uh from participating in whatever classes, indoctrination, lessons, activities are meant to confuse them in their gender, but then you have uh, uh, this book points out, let me just read this sentence incredibly Democrat states and counties across the country are passing laws to keep parents in the dark when their children express gender confusion. According to the New York Post, more than 3.2 million U.S. public school students are now covered by guidance that says it blocks parents from knowing whether the child in the classroom is identifying as a different gender than the one that they actually are. 
Why in the world? You see what's going on here? This deliberate effort to come as a wall between parents and their children. Because as Bongino says, you can't have communism until you have the kids. They've got to say, again, like I was explaining at the outset, the nuclear family being the cell of society. So if the family is healthy, society is healthy. But if a party like the Democrat Party wants to take get its, its claws into every aspect of society and just aggregate power to itself, it's got to destroy the power, if you will, that's in the nuclear family when you protect the rights of the parents as the primary educators of their children. It all makes sense when you see it again in that, um, in that context of what their ultimate goal is. And then when it comes to the issue I deal with of abortion, the abortion policies advocated by the Democrats, you know, they want it to seem to the public like it's all about, hey, we just want you the right, want you to have the right to, you know, your reproductive health, right? And, and they try to make it sound like that. Embedded in that, when they say that there's an absolute right to abortion, which by the way, Roe v. Wade never said, they never said the right was absolute. But what the Democrats are pressing for now does say, does contend that it's absolute. Well, that absolute quality of the abortion right would eliminate any role of parents in having a say in the decision if, a, if, if one of their daughters wants to have an abortion and she's a minor. Most of the states right now, most of the states have laws that say if a minor is going to get an abortion, the parents got to be involved in some way. There's different levels of involvement. Should they be notified? Should one parent have to be notified? Should both have to be notified? But then beyond notification, some of these parental involvement laws require consent. In other words, that, you know, 15-year-old girl can't get an abortion unless mom or dad, or in some cases both, actually give their consent. Most of the states have this because most of the American people would support that as a common sense measure. But the Democrats, they want to take that away. Just look at their so-called Women's Health Protection Act, which is the bill that they introduced, they voted on already in, the, in, 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 in Congress a number of times. And it would eliminate the parental role altogether. That's their theme. This is where we'll, we'll pause here and to pick this up again uh, next time. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And well, thank you, brothers and sisters, and thank you, Mark Levin, for uh, this uh, tremendous book, tremendous resource, you know, together with the Police State Film, which I hope you've also seen, policestatefilm.net, together with Dick Morris's book called Corrupt, about the Biden family's dark money, this is one of the best tools to equip people for the 2024 election. In fact, those three tools together... You read Levin's book, you read uh, Dick Morris' book, you watch Police State. You know what's at stake then in this, in this election of 2024. Get those resources, read them, study them, pass them along to others. Let's turn again now to the Lord in prayer. Lord, as we prepare for the Thanksgiving holiday, this particularly American feast, based on, Lord, our acknowledgement of you as the source of freedom, based on our dependence on you as we declare independence from tyranny, Lord, we ask you to bring all Americans to an even deeper understanding of their heritage, of their government, of their constitution, our constitution. 
and the foundations and pillars of this nation resting on faith in you. Lord, a people cannot govern themselves unless they know the difference between right and wrong. Unless they root themselves in your truth, starting with the truth about life, marriage, and family. Bless us, therefore, Lord God. Keep us faithful in these ways. And show your continued love for us in the answering of all our needs and prayers, which now we bring before you again and sum up in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for watching, friends. Join us again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.